Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up, War Report family? It's Tuesday, January 31st, last day of the month. The transfer, the transfer portal problem. Is Auburn winning the portal? And are they prepared to deal with the challenges the portal will face? Let's drop it on. Now, now listening, listening to, to the War Report. What's up, War Report family? It's Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. I'm here with my guy, B. Will. Looking fabulous as always. B, how you doing this morning? I'm doing all right, man. I'm, I'm, I'm fed. I don't have a beautiful morning drop mug. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to remedy that. I, I think I think me and Ike settled on how to get me something a little unique. You know what I'm saying? Slightly different color. It's not the color I was angling for, but we're going to make that happen so I can flash it on the show in front of y'all. I feel that. I feel that. Hey, guys, uh, let's jump right in, man. The transfer portal has been the talk of college football. Since the transfer portal has been enacted, lots of people are rating it to try to fill their needs in every spot. Uh, but is it a problem? For some teams, uh, and you know, I want to stay SEC focused, right? Uh, Ole Miss had the most incoming transfers through the portal last year. Uh, they lost the most through the portal. You know, Auburn did nothing in the transfer portal <laughs> last year, and then they did hella stuff in the transfer portal this year. You know, what? Uh, B, let's, let's just start talking about the transfer portal. What is What's the deal with the transfer portal, man? Like, is it a problem? Is it a blessing? You know, and, and, and what's the top problem with the transfer portal right now? I mean, well, so it's both both a blessing and a curse, but it's depending on who you are. Hmm. For for players who get sold a nice little, uh, you know, sell job from mm-hmm. coaches on why they should come and just sit on the bench, because let's be clear, that's a coach's job, to secure as much talent as possible, if that talent isn't starting, you still need quality backups. So you're going to get as many good players as you can in your program, and you hope that they stick around. Mm. But for players who 
that's not what you told me. You told me that I was going to be starting or you told me that I was going to be able to get so many snaps if I wasn't starting. And then that doesn't happen. That's how you get out. That's your get out of jail free card. This coach didn't know what he was talking about or he lied to me or I thought that he would have the program in better shape so that my profile could be the highest it could be, but it's not. So I'm leaving here. Mm. And for the students in that situation, it's a great, it's a good, it's a really, really good thing. On the same topic of students, though, it's a bad thing if you thought I'm going to come in here and be the number one guy mm. because I'm so cool and I'm so good. And I don't really care about whoever, who, who else is on the in my group with me. I don't really care what else is going on here. The players are going to uh, know that I'm the number one guy. The coaches are going to know that I'm the number one guy because the coach told me he needs me. And then when that doesn't transpire or work out that way, they're off to the next thing. They're like, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to go where the, the grass is going to be greener somewhere else, right? We, we've seen guys get in the portal two and three times in some cases. At, at some point, you got to know, all right, man, it's you. It's not, it's not the coach. It's not the program because you got to do over to undo the, mis- the mistake that you made and find a better fit based on what you already knew. So if you knew that, hey, that coach, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like the way they were doing this. I didn't like the way they ran their offense for me. Let me do this again and pick better. All right, well, you'd pick better. And now you're back in the portal. Maybe, maybe it's you. Maybe you're not as good as you thought you were. Maybe you aren't the impact player that you thought you were. Or maybe you don't have the attitude and the, and the willpower to buckle down and make yourself a better player anyway. You just want somebody to hand, hand it to you wherever you go instead of you earning it. And that's where it doesn't work so well. It doesn't work so well for those guys. So that's the instance of it works well for players who want to get into a better situation because there are lots of players like that, man. There are a lot of players who could thrive if they took a step down, either from the SEC to a slightly less successful Power Five conference or from the SEC to a group of five. Right. Be the star down there. Ball out. I mean, Malik Willis is going to be the poster child for that, right? Hey, man, for whatever reason, I'm not saying he couldn't make it here. I think he could have. But if the situation presented itself where you had an opportunity to get on the field immediately, if politics or whatever it is that kept you off the field at Auburn, you didn't get your shot, go somewhere else and get your shot. Because I think the NFL has proven they will find you wherever you are. The NFL is scouting harder than anybody, any organization probably ever, man. They are looking at, they got so much football to look at. They got to look at all of D1, uh, FCS. They're looking at, at the Ivy League schools play. They're getting players from everywhere. So if you can show well, you have to be on the field to increase your value to the NFL, though. And that's what the transfer portal allows these students to do, man. And for that reason, I'm happy for them. Well, you raise an interesting point uh, that I want to expound upon before I go into another issue. Uh, first and foremost, um, you know, about the transfer portal, you know, do guys, is the transfer portal giving some kids an inflated um, idea of of their value and where they stand? And is it emboldening kids who maybe thought that their game was at one spot, but then they're finding out the demand for themselves is not what they thought it was. You know, I, I you know what makes me think about being, it makes me think about when you go pro, right? You fill out mm-hmm. a draft evaluation and mm-hmm. they tell you, mm, you're estimated to land about here and the official uh recommendation of the guideline was if you get a draft evaluation below third round go back to school yeah at one point it was second round they say if they tell you you're gonna be second round b- below second round go back to school 
Mm-hmm. I wonder if it would not be some version of that would not be helpful for some of these kids in terms of determining uh, their value in the portal. Because with the money and the NIL involved, listen, this is a, this is a, let's not pretend these guys are, are amateurs anymore. Right. Right. If, if, yeah. if we're going to evaluate um, uh, them on all these levels and give them money, why not give them the tools to determine whether or not getting into the portal is a good idea or not? Like, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, so the thing to make that work, you have to penalize them for getting in the portal. Because right now, what they could do is get in the portal, get wooed by a bunch of places who would want to bring them in. If they don't like them, they say, ah, I'm going to withdraw my name. But you can do that now, can't you? That's what I'm saying. You can do that now. I think that's too much leverage. Because what you have, you're essentially decommitting from your current team, saying, listen, anybody but you... I'm hearing offers. Who's out there? Mm-hmm. And then you hear offers. If you like them, you go. If you don't like them, you go, uh, I guess you'll do. Come on, let's go back in the house. Like I, It's like you, you're trying to lead your girl and tell her, look, I'm out there. I'm dating. Don't talk to me. And then you spend two weeks like, man, it's trash out here. Look, I'm coming back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She don't have to take <laughs> you like, back, though. <laughs> right. Well, well, the school, I don't see. Here's the thing. I don't know if the school can just with... Are you off the scholarship books once you get in there no, or not. do you have to leave? No, you're not. So that's what's messed up. Like, they can't just boot you. They could say, well, we strongly, you know what I'm saying, uh, recommend that you go ahead and find somewhere else because we're bringing new guys in. Now, you know then as a player, and we know that that's happened. We know the coaches do that. Mm-hmm. Dion did it very publicly when he got to Colorado. It's probably a more delicate conversation from other coaches. But that's what coaches do. They say, hey, listen, things are changing. All right. We, we appreciate what you've given to the school, to the university. You know, we encourage you to ride it out through the spring. Go ahead and get your degree. But you, if you want to play, you're not going to get any serious playing time here. You might want to find somewhere else. If they do that, I wonder if the kid could go, nah, man, I'm staying. You ain't going to kick me off scholarship. It looked terrible. You, that's a bad look for you. So I'm staying. I want all the free stuff. I want all the practices. I want all the bowl game gear. And I'm not leaving this spot. Nope. The kids can do that if they are bold enough. The kids can do that, right? I think there has to be, you have to risk something to get in the portal for it to be at least balanced between the school and the player. I think it should be like the draft. You put your name in the portal, you off the books. You are leaving your scholarship. You're leaving your stipend. You're leaving your uh, potential for NIL through the collective as as part of, you know, they get regular money for doing regular things, mm-hmm. uh, athlete-related. You have to risk it if you're going to leave here. And in that case, I think you might get a little less movement. Yeah, you raised, again, I think, the, I think those are all valid points about, you know, at least making it somewhat punitive uh, for somebody to jump in and I think maybe there needs to be some regulation about jumping in and out of the portal, right? Yeah. Because they have to yeah. they have to honor the scholarship through at least right. through the end of the semester, uh, right. which which is a scholarship spot that is going to be taken up. And if you're on the books through the end of the semester, that's you know, let's say you were tight on scholarships. Uh, right. you know, not which was not Auburn's case prior to this year. Uh, we had plenty to give out. Uh, yeah. But uh, if you were tight on scholarships, uh, you know, and that was a roster spot that you needed to fill, and you got a guy um, uh, holding up that spot, it is mm-hmm. it's tough. Uh, the next the next part of the portal problem that I want to talk about is if you were an intr- if you thought you were an entrenched starter. Mm-hmm. 
And your school goes out into the portal and gets a guy at your position. Mm-hmm. You know, now, it, it, again, it creates another dynamic for a lot of these players. And in Auburn's case in particular, you know, if you're Robbie Ashford in this constant f- uh, flirtation with other quarterbacks, mm-hmm. right? How does that affect athletes now with them constantly bringing guys in at your position? And, and not just quarterback. Uh, you know, if you're Jarquez Hunter and they go out and they get this kid from South Florida, Batiste. Yeah, mm-hmm. or any other position. If last year, if you were any one of our wide receivers and they go out and they get Coy Moore, um, mm-hmm. a little different because quarterback, you can only put one on the field uh, at right. a time. Unless you're Gus, then you can play three. But uh, <laughs> if, if, if you okay, not more drop unless we throw some Gus shade. But That's right. if, um, if you are a starter and the constant flirtation with others, that it seems like it's more than just a depth piece because we preach all that you should be scared of competition, but it does somewhat change the dynamic in terms of how these guys think about their position and, you know, what they have to deal with mentally with them constantly bringing guys in at their position. Whereas before the calculus was a little bit more difficult. What are your thoughts on that? Well, of course, if you, I think all of these athletes to perform at at the SEC level and, and to, to a certain extent to perform if they were, you know, of course, studs in high school, mm-hmm. there's a certain am- amount of ego involved. Right. There is with an athlete. Like, I think you have to be a little bit egocentric to go out there and and to be as dedicated to the craft as you are to to alter your body, to maintain your skills. It takes a level of commitment that I'm, I don't think we as fans, unless we've played, is quite I, I i don't think a lot of us understand it and i know we know we can we can see it if we've known any athletes or if you know mm-hmm. some people who have been athletes in college but along with that comes i am that dude you know we Coy Moore got hammered for his interview with us in in the offseason in the last year when they play lsu and they're all on them it's like listen you need to believe that okay. you need to believe that you are the best player in that room that you're going to be the best player on that field so in the case of a lot of these guys, I understand why it goes, hold up. I'm I am the, absolutely the best player out here. Mm-hmm. Why would you go and get anybody? Right. Now, in certain cases, like when it's Robbie, I think Robbie understands what his shortcomings were and why his shortcomings were where they were. You hurt your shoulder. You can't show that you're a, a fully rounded quarterback because you didn't do any fully rounded quarterbacking. You had to do a mostly running. You weren't as effective as you wanted to be throwing the ball. So you have something to prove. I don't think that would insult Robbie because he goes, I know what I can do. All I have to do is stay healthy and do it. My point will be proven. My place will be secure. With other guys, I mean, we talked yesterday about second-year guys. We, we expected to make an impact. I wonder if if Thanos goes, hold up, how many defensive tackles y'all brought in? Huh. Right. Okay. All right, it's, it's only so many defensive tackle spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you so you got big five star, you got Marcus Harris, you got uh, some some a JUCO guy or two. You you got a lot of guys on the defensive line. Where my steps at? Okay, all right, we'll see. And what it should do to the guys who are are that strongly believing in themselves is it should raise their level. It should raise their level. If you can get all these guys with their level raised feeling competitive with each other, but that results in peak performance, then the team performs well, and that keeps everybody happy. Players will want to be on board with a winning team, even if they're not exactly happy, if they're not the center of attention, but the team is the center of attention because they're winning. I think it's okay. For guys who 
really just feel insulted. Why would they get anybody else? It's competition, man. And right. if you want to be a part of this lifestyle, pro sports, what everything's going to be competition. What happens to the eight-year vet who thinks he's in line for a new contract, but they draft a rookie who's getting paid a tenth, and he comes in here and outballs you? How are you going to handle that? You have to get used to being the best at your position constantly, or you're going to be usurped eventually. So right. I, I would expect that they know this is a part of the game. This is the, the same part of it that's going to get you paid millions is going to get you cut if you aren't the best player at your position. So they've got to be okay with it. I understand why some of them wouldn't be, though. But the best ones are going to have to rise above it. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. Now here's the rest of your Morning Drop. Guys, let's jump into some comments here, B. Uh, I want to thank everybody again for joining. Uh, and uh, I want to get to some comments here from, from the guys. Uh, you guys have been very active in the comments this morning. So uh, let's start here. I got Big Gap. I love when I see names that we've seen literally for since we started. Uh, Big Gap. Yeah, just cool. He just wants to say shout out B-Will and Mike G. We well, are um, here. We are here. Ike Jones is with us. In a different way, he's in the comments right now. So GI Magus, he's uh he's got an alias here, so he's creeping. Um, so I want to expose him real quick, just so you guys know that it's him. Uh, James Barnett just says good morning, or just drop. What up, fellas? Big gap uh, back again. Portal don't mean jack if you can't develop and scheme, right? That's true. I, I think it's true. Uh, and so what what we saw with you can have a little bit of hype. NIL is really I feel like. Um, NIL kind of smooths some of this stuff over. And what I mean by that is like, uh, I'm trying not to get into this old dad example, but I'd recently got a, a, a wall, a couple walls put up to add a room downstairs. My, my wife could have an office. We was like 2020, early 2022, we did it. And so got the, the walls built. It needed to be painted, right? We didn't have the money to get it painted. So it was just walls. You could see the, the drywall. You could see like the putty and the smoothing that they had sanded up. And when they came and did the painting at the end of last year, shout out Jimbo Fisher, because him being a terrible coach, won me the money with my bets to get this, this room painted. When, when they came to do it, so they, they come, the painters come, and they plug all the holes from the nails, they smooth that over, they actually use more putty. So if there was any rough edges from the, from the, the drywall and the trim, they smooth all that over. And then they paint. I was like, man. I thought that they did a mediocre job when they built this, but man, the painters really kind of filled it in. NIL is the thing that I think can smooth things over. And what I mean by that is if you are mediocre at developing, but you got a lot of hype, oh, he's going to put up points. Like, like what Gus had going for a little while was offensive genius. We were in like 2016 when we looked terrible on offense for half the year and rotating quarterbacks, and, and Gus still had this offensive genius tag. Like, no, he's not. But the hype was working for him. Right now, what NIL does is it can take that hype. If you got a little bit of hype, everybody says, "Well, you you know they're they're next up." You know, the coach had a good season. They had one good year. Yeah, if I'm worried about them developing, though, are they going to get me to the next level? They're not. Oh, but how much am I going to get in NIL? Mm. Okay, I, I'll go there. I'll take a chance and go there. If I'm not gonna, if not, if I'm not convinced that you're gonna, we're, we're gonna win 10, 11 games and challenge for the division. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But 
How much in NIL? Okay, I see what you're talking about then. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he went from Alabama to Texas. A oh, G.A. Hall? Uh, yeah, Jai Hall. A Jai Hall? Yeah. Why? Why? You yeah, had Bryce play, Young. Didn't, didn't play it down in Texas either. Did, it's him. See, that's, that's one of those examples. He's the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, the portal. So Texas thought they were getting a stud because he was at Alabama, right? But you come in and you see that the kid is the problem. Because mm-hmm. if he wasn't the problem, then he would have been on the field contributing. So he wasn't on the field, but Texas offered something in the way of compensation that maybe Alabama wasn't willing to to offer. Because I know I've heard stories about Nick Saban not really being too hot on this NIL stuff. So um, maybe they Texas is playing ball with NIL. We know that, right? You went there. How did it work out for you? Not so well. well you couldn't they, go ahead. Well, I mean Saban is. Yeah, he's winning the way it is. So, like, I wouldn't be right. in favor of a lot of change either if I'm killing the right. current system. But, you know, point taken. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you and to, to Big Gap's point, you can get guys in the portal, but you got to do something with them when you get them in there, man. You mm-hmm. got to do something with them. Or else the hype of, of your school being a destination will only last so long. You can fool kids for two or three seasons, but once the word's out that you don't know what to do with the with their position or that you don't know what to do with one side of the ball or the other, you're not going to be getting premier prospects coming back to your school in the portal. That's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, moving along here, uh, thank you, Big Gap, for that comment. Jane Sawyer said, Dresha Mill is a perfect example. I think this is what he's talking about of a kid who hopped in the portal. He, if I remember correctly, he was near the top of you know his league at the time mm-hmm. and passes defended. I mean, we thought we were getting a stud, a guaranteed stud. Come to Auburn, bet on himself. I, and he had very openly said that his goal was to come play a year and then go pro. Right. That didn't work out for him. And so, you know, where did he make a miscalculation in terms of his own value? I think this is a perfect example uh, that James right. Sawyer has given us here about somebody who maybe thought that his value was more than it was. He made a miscalculation. And would it have been better for him to stay at West Virginia? Rather than right. to come to Auburn. Well, funnily enough, I think he ended up at, um, he left Auburn and went to, did he go to Arizona State? Or am I making that up? Uh-huh. He transferred somewhere. He didn't play there either. Wherever he ended up at. So uh, I NC don't, like, maybe it's a, where NC, you go? I think, I think he went to NC State. NC State. So he goes, he makes another trip and he doesn't really see the field there. So th- now that makes me kind of think of the things. All right. Was it a, a injury issue, right? where the, your current team doesn't want to put your business out there. You don't make it on the field because you were hurt. And if it's something that can jeopardize your career, your productivity, your, your school's not going to burn you like that. You're not going to say, oh, well, he's cooked his knees done, so we let him go. No, you're going to say, hey, man, go get whatever you can get. You know, take some visits. If you can impress somebody, do a workout and get on the team, go get on the team. We're not going to put you out there, but you can't cut it here. I don't. I mean, I'm just guessing. I don't know what could take somebody from, you know, we're fighting Georgia for him to you can't get on the field at MC State. Like, that's that's a wild drop-off right there. Right, right. Um, Riley M. says, uh, they finally got me with a meeting. I have to catch the replay. Listen, put your boss in the transfer <laughs> portal. Stop scheduling meetings during the morning drop. 
Your boss uh, gonna put you in the drink <laughs> <laughs> It don't work that way. It worked the other way. <laughs> I'm dead this morning. You're too. It's too. It's too early to be funny. B. Uh, John Brandon. One thing that the portal does uh, do is it puts some pressure on the staff to treat players better. This is an int- This is also an interesting point. Now, mm-hmm. again, if they don't like the culture, then I don't like. The way you and especially if I'm if I'm an obvious top player where there's going to be lots of demand for me, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, if you tell me something that doesn't make sense or if you lie to me mm-hmm. and I feel like, hey, you said it was going to be one thing and it's not. I'm out. Right. You know, I mean, yep. quick thoughts on this. Yeah. Demario Tolan. That's what comes to mind. Mm-hmm. You're at LSU. Y'all just won the division. You're starting. And you're playing well, so everybody recognizes that you're playing well, and you leave. That's an indictment of the culture. And that, that doesn't mean that the, t- the culture is toxic, but what it could be, and I've, I've made this assertion before, Brian Kelly is a little bit too buttoned up for, for DeMario Tolan. I mean, he's, we've, we've heard that he is a kind of no BS type head coach. So maybe people didn't want to play for that. It it can help you out. If your coach is terrible, like what I think it was under Ed Orgeron, way too loose, then yeah, you get a coach that's a little more buttoned up. It can help you out. But do players want to play for that guy? Mm-hmm. Obviously not, because there's no way we're going to get a, a linebacker that's starting for a defense that was actually really good and that we missed out on the first time. And you're coming here? You had way more success. It's way more of a guess uh, of whether or not Auburn will be good than right. to guess that with the returning talent that LSU could be good. But you left there. I think that's an indictment of the culture. And as well, like you said, you start making promises to these kids, which coaches used to be able to do. You used to be able to tell these kids everything. They, mm-hmm. what, they can't leave. What is the gray shirt? Right? Yeah. The, the, the infamous gray shirt. What you gonna do? Nothing. You signed, buddy. You here for four years. So go ahead and go to class. Go get that education. Go find your girlfriend. All right? You gonna be here a minute. Get comfortable. And I might put you on the field. I might not. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I told you you'd be playing defensive back. I might move you to wide receiver. Who knows? I don't know. Right. You're going to do what I tell you to do if you want to play. And I'm glad to see that coaches can no longer get away with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see they can't get away with that. I think the good side of the portal is exactly what you're saying. Um, it's another tool to even the playing field for the players because it's been mm-hmm. slanted so long in favor of the institutions and the coaches. Mm-hmm. And now the players have at least one tool they can use to say, hey, um, you have to be a man of your word. Right. You have to be right. an institution that tells the truth. Uh, right. And if you are not, then it's going to cost you. And sometimes that could be a program-changing type player. And when I say program-changing, I mean, can you imagine Florida uh, in the late 2000s without Tim Tebow? Because they told him something that didn't make sense. I mean, it would have changed, the presumably would have changed the whole course of their program. Uh, Or, you know, Auburn without Cam in 2010, or just any of these schools who had game-changing type players. Can you imagine Mm -hmm. USC without Reggie Bush? (laughs) Because yeah. he went for a year, and then he was like, this ain't what yeah. I signed up for, and he was out. Um, some right. team would have gotten a player that would have changed the course of their program, and we're not talking about the historic run that USC went on, possibly. So I agree 100%. I think the players deserve more, one more tool in the tool belt. Um, yeah, for sure. Anthony Grant says, that's a real thing, because Tank was going live with Hunter a while back, and he asked Hunter, man, what is Coach like doing? I run in back room, already lit, even though I think they were joking. Um they're talking about competition. Yeah, yeah. there's truth in humor. Mm-hmm. There's truth in humor. And sometimes we say things that are joking, but there's a slight amount of truth to it when you're adding uh, talent to an already talented room. 
Now, right. with running back, it's a little different because you everybody plays multiple running backs per game. Uh, the right. days of the workhorse running back are it's over. Nobody's body right. can take that in today's game. And yeah. listen, I don't think anybody's body could take it back then. <laughs> uh, yeah. They were just doing it. So, like, you know, how Emmett Smith was running the ball back in the day, we, we don't really see that anymore in, yeah, in any level of football. So, um, but when it comes to uh, uh, singular positions like quarterback or even, I would say, anywhere on offensive line, where yeah. you're not really switching guys out on offensive line. You just put those guys right. out there and they play. Uh, certainly, mm-hmm. I think there would be some questions. Uh, Brian yeah. Hancher, do they have to sit for a year if they transfer a second time, or did they do away with that? Uh, they have to sit for a year, Brian. The only exception is if they're a grad transfer. Right. If you have graduated, then you get another freebie, essentially. Uh, they have mm-hmm. not taken that away. Uh, so right. just note that. Haley, the scholarship... Should be revoked once a player decides to enter the portal. There's too much volatility with the portal the way it is. Um, and before you before you get to this beat, I want to get to Haley's follow-up. She says, let me backpedal. The scholarship should be ro- revoked if the player goes uh, in the portal of their own will and volition, not that they were forced by the coaching staff. Uh, don't apply the staff turnover. Right. You know, what right. again, what are your thoughts on on revoking scholarships for players to get into the portal? I, I I mean that's what we were talking about earlier, and I and I do agree with that. And the only reason I agree with that is because if you are going to say, "Well, I'm not going to commit to you," once you you are decommitting from the school mm-hmm. after you say, "Well, that's what you're doing." And I think everybody has a right to do that, mm-hmm. but I don't like the idea of I'm going to decommit, turn my back on you, flirt with all these other people, and if I don't like it, then I'm going to come back and come back in the house. Like, listen, if you if you have decommitted to the point where you're willing to go entertain somebody else, mm-hmm. just go. You're, you're obviously unhappy enough to leave. So just go. Right. And I realize that there's that happens sometimes with like when uh, Javarius Johnson, right? Like he jumped in the portal, but then he got back out. I understand why he got in the portal. It's like you have serious questions about what this offense in this past game was going to be between 2021 and 2022. And obviously... He was right to have questions because we didn't, nothing was, was set enough. Our offensive line wasn't set. Our quarterback wasn't set. And if you're a wide receiver, you need to know what that's going to look like. I understand why he had those concerns. But you got to make a choice one way or another. Now, he ended up coming back and he ended up being productive until the passing game went mm-hmm. to hell. So <laughs> he, he didn't go Straight because he was like, I hate these guys. It, it, it wasn't a, it was what's best for my career because this is what I want to do. I want to catch passes. I want to get on some game tape being productive so I can have the best prospects at the next level. I don't know if we can do that here. Like I hear what y'all are selling and we got this team rah-rah going and Harson's trying to get the team together. You did an all right job of that, but I'm not sold on the passing game being good enough here. He had serious concerns in his situation. I think that it's fair to get in the portal, but I also think if you're going to go, man, you got to go. Like, I, you're you, to a certain extent, you're not only holding the school hostage, you're holding another roster spot hostage. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you're going to leave, then they have to replace you. Right. And whether or not they can replace you is going to be determined by whether or not you get a, a scholarship somewhere else. Go. You just got to know. If I jump in there, I'm out of here. And that's it. Yeah, I don't think it would be a bad idea to have some kind of pre-portal evaluation process so that guys can quietly and privately decide whether or not it's the best idea to jump into the portal, have more data, you know, more things to make that decision. And then before they very publicly jump into the portal and create a whole storm of media attention and crap, 
uh, you know, it might keep more guys out of the portal uh, from jumping in and, uh, and and jumping out. Um, uh, <laughs> so I, I agree 100 percent. John Brand, uh, I'm like, she's a candle connoisseur. Yes. Rogueshop.com, 15 percent off your next candle. Uh, Brian Hancher, part of the problem is these kids are only going to see the ones that transferred and succeeded. The dozen or so that didn't amount to anything are invisible. Now, this is mm. part of the portal problem to me. This is a mm. big part of the portal problem is how many guys do this unsuccessfully doesn't get talked about enough. How many guys jump in the portal, decide there's no way they're coming back to their current program, but they end up without a home somewhere? Right. Um, quick thoughts on this be like, I mean, should, should, should the NCAA maybe publicize more how many guys jump into the portal and don't find a home? Because there was this whole thing. You remember the campaign uh, the SEC had about, there are X amount of student athletes in the SEC and and 99% of us will go pro in something other than sports. Right, right, right. Uh, I think there should be a similar message, no, about jumping in the portal and, you know, the dangers of jumping in the portal. Yeah, I mean, so there are definitely dangers there. Now, so some of the holdup with jumping in the portal will be that it's not that there's no home for you. It's that there's not a home that you thought was worthy of your services. So if you think, all right, well, I'm going to jump in here, but I'm going to go to another SEC school, but all you got calling you is, you know, FCS schools or maybe some group of fives. It's somewhere you don't want to go. You know, I, I don't want to go play at Akron. Yeah, but that's the deal. Like, um, I think Ben Bloodworth saying this right here. Um, Booby Whitlow went to Western Illinois. Is that where he went? Yeah. Somebody that's where he ended up. Yeah. And so you could jump in the portal, and I, I don't know if it was Booby's intent, uh, it was his idea to go, or if the staff said, hey, man, listen, we got to upgrade this position. You're not going to be in the plans next year, so go find you a home, because they could do that. Kids have to know that, yes, you think the most of your abilities, again, we talked about that ego, they have to believe that they're great, but that doesn't mean that that's what the tape says. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that that's, that's what's on film for you and your prospects. So you think you're going to hear from Clemson or 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 Bama or Georgia, mm-hmm. but really you're gonna hear from Troy and you know UAB and North <laughs> Alabama. Right. And, and you, listen, I'm not even saying that it, there's nothing wrong with going to those schools, man. Football will find you. All yeah. right, the if NFL will find you. Yeah, if you, you want to play, go get productive, and you will be found. However, you have to resign yourself that I am not the prospect that I thought I was, at least not yet. I've got some work to do to become that prospect. I'm willing to do that work at whatever my next de- destination is. I remember when they were interviewing Cam after his uh, his season, he was coming into Auburn and he talked about how Bland College for him, that was like a work. That was like a work trip when he was in JUCO after Florida, but before Auburn, that was a work trip. It was like he wasn't in Bland College to to live the life. It wasn't like college for him. It was like, no, I have to play football because he knew he needed to up his value. He knew he needed to play to up his value. Juco is where you do it. And that's where he did it. And I think that's what kids have to be okay with. So if there's, it's not that there's no home for them. Mm-hmm. There's no home that they want to go to. They think they're going to go to a comparable school with NIL money. And then there's smaller schools with no NIL money. And now they're upset at themselves or they're down on themselves because there's not the market that they thought was there. That's what they have to get over. I think all these kids could find homes if they wanted to. It, right. it wouldn't be where they want. But there's somewhere out there that, that wants you. For sure. Yeah. I mean, there is the idea that if I hit the portal, I'm going to go be the next 
big thing at the University of Southern California. And then there are those mm-hmm. kids that just say, say, hey, I'm willing to take a step back so that I can get on the field and right. show what I can do. And it doesn't have to be at the most flashiest program because ultimately a lot of good players, I would I would venture to say most of the good players in the NFL come from smaller programs. They just Again, they're just not highly publicized. You know, if I asked you where half the people on the NFL roster came from, you wouldn't be able to tell me because they don't all come from Alabama. Right. All right. They don't all come from SEC schools. A lot of them come from the SEC schools because we're the dominant conference, but a lot of the good ones. But ultimately, there are uh, over 2,000 guys on NFL rosters. And a lot of them come from other schools. Terrell Owens, didn't he? Tennessee State is where he went. You know, uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of got really good. Jerry Rice, where did Jerry Rice go to school? Uh, it wasn't was Alabama. HBCU. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. Alabama. <laughs> so yeah. all I'm saying is is that there are a lot of kids who just want want to get on the field and show what they can. You know, some uh, programs have scouts to go out and look at these programs and say, "Hey, man, diamond in the rough here. Nobody's looking at this guy. We have a program changer at this HBCU." So. Uh, I just, I don't know. I feel like a, a, I'm advocating for a system to be in place to help. Now that you've, you just threw the portal out there, but with no system of, of support. And there's a, there's a, there is a part of this that just is, go, is didn't get thought about. Right. I think they need to re-examine the portal and try to help kids. I think they thought they were helping them by just saying, you know, hey, now you can transfer. Here's your freebie. Shut up. <laughs> but well, it needs to yeah, be more but, than that. Yeah, it does. They so what they they got their hands for us with trans, allowing players to move when when coaches could move at will, but players couldn't, and uh, restricting the their ability to make money. They realized soon that the idea of players being employees was going to come down the pipeline, and it was going to get really, really real that players were employees if they didn't allow them some some leverage that they allowed coaches and and really controlling the labor force is a thing. And the NCAA was really, really doing that. So they were like, okay, listen, whatever we got to do so we don't have to dig that up, fine, here, let's go. Right. And But, I mean, this is what happened when you don't think something through. And really, they should have been ahead of this a long time ago, man. Yeah. There's a situation where they could have said, all right, you know what, it's 1995. If you want to go sign some autographs and get paid $1,000, you can do that. Mm. That should have been happening. And slowly but surely, it would have gotten a little more ridiculous over time, but it wouldn't have been this catastrophe that it's been right now. You know, it, it just wouldn't have been this bad this quickly. Yeah. Stuart Donald, the NCAA makes more than enough money to fund a division that helps players gauge their market value. The, the NCAA makes enough money to do a lot of things that are just mm-hmm. common sense. It mm-hmm. just, again, it's just uh, sets a clock back 10 years when it comes to the NCAA and progress, it feels like. <laughs> they just don't. They're not, it's not fast enough. And a lot of, to me, a lot of these things could be pre thought about. We form task force for everything. It feels like maybe before the portal, all these guys who make millions of dollars, these CEOs and all these smart people could have thought, uh, foreseen this problem. No. So I agree 100%. Yeah. The resources are there. We just got to start using some common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, G.I. Megas, uh, as I got, I, Alabama players go to Oklahoma to go pro. I just had to throw this one in here. <laughs> Listen, Alabama people, stop claiming Jalen Hurts. Stop. You benched him for Tua. He made New York as a Sooner. And I don't care what he says, he's a Sooner. 
purity. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and they were, at the time, they were quite vocal about switching to Tua, too. Yeah, I remember. And he's, Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> the North remember. remembers. <laughs> Tell a little Game of Thrones reference there. <laughs> we're going to close it out there. I'm Mike G here with my boy B. Will. We'll be back at mm-hmm. you guys tomorrow morning with another morning drop. But until then, dropping on them all throughout the day. Drop.